So I've got some questions for you. It's a thought, but it's actually, actually a question for you to ask yourself. What type of person are the people you surround yourself with encouraging you to be? You know, our inner, per, our inner circle has great influence over how we act and who we present as ourselves every day. So who's in yours? What behaviors are they drawing out of you? When you look in the mirror at yourself, do you like the person you're presenting to the world? Is it really you? If yes, then great. So keep going and growing to be the best you daily in all situations, right? But if not, make the changes necessary so that the world gets the benefit of the real beauty of who you are at your core, your authentic self. And if you don't know, then today might be the day to stop being who you think others want you to be and begin being the person you were born to be. So here's your heart check. Who are you? You know, without all the stuff, without the makeup, without the the muscles, without the podium, the stage, uh, the lights, the clothes, the bag, the car, or cars, (laughs) the degree, um, the husband or wife, the titles, the house, the accolades. And who's in your circle encouraging your naked, authentic, beautiful self to just be true you. And you can take this um, self-check, this heart check, from time to time. And make sure that you're, you're showing up as your, as your true self and that you're not allowing anyone around you to make you feel like you can't be who you were born to be. We need you. We need what's in your hands. We need what's in your heart. The calling that's on your life, the gifts that you have. We all need each other's gifts. So do this from time to time. Take inventory of those around you. And ask yourself, who am I? Am I showing up? Have that look in the mirror. And see if you're showing up and what you see in the mirror when you're alone by yourself is that the same you that the world gets the privilege of knowing and experiencing every day because there's beauty in that mirror so y'all ready let's go the man just when you Hello lovers, my name is Shahara White and you are listening to the Love Manifested Podcast where we have authentic conversations to inspire, encourage, and empower you in seeking your personal relationship with God. I'm already tongue-tied this morning (laughs) (laughs) because we believe that God is love and um, 
it is the very purpose and nature of his makeup and his character. So um, our hope is to illuminate love manifested in each other so that we can see better just having more spiritual vision and discernment. Uh, choose better in the decisions that arise today, but impact our tomorrows and be better all around for ourselves and those who we do life with. So we're doing that by sharing our experiences and we're just going to have some conversation. All right. And so here at Love Manifested, we do have a heart culture um, where we prefer. I do definitely prefer to introduce my guests by their heart and um not their accolades or their accomplishments or their achievements because that doesn't really tell us much about who they are it tells us what they've done and what their what their interests are but i want you to get to know the person across me their heart so that's why i do it that way our hearts tell us a lot about what drives us and how we feel and how we um interact with the world Okay, so because we could be doing stuff that we hate. How many of us have been in a job that we just didn't like, but we were doing it because we were trying to reach a goal or something like that? Absolutely. Right. (laughs) So, yes. So today, this beautiful woman, young woman sitting across from me, she is. um, How do I describe your heart? Your heart is um, definitely a heart of compassion, compassion for others. She has a heart of compassion for children, especially. Um, Her heart communicates its love well um, for those children. I think that um, it's it's beautiful because she communicates from a place of empathy and understanding. She is very, um, she leads from a place of putting herself in other people's shoes. And so she uh, has a loving heart. She has one of the purest hearts that I've encountered. Uh, She has a heart for her family, of course, and sisterhood. She's a devoted sister. And um, while that may not be something that um, you find like, oh, well, if you have sisters, you should be devoted to them. Everybody's not like that. And I want to point that out because... Everyone isn't devoted to their sisters, and so she's devoted to sisterhood amongst family and amongst women, and I just love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to witness, and uh, she has a heart of perseverance as well and strength. So if you guys would be so kind to help me, welcome my dear friend. Her name is Daria. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You see me squirming. I'm like... (laughs) Don't squirm. You can be just fine. We're here. It's a safe place. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's different to hear somebody describe you. Yeah. And I think because I move and I'm always hoping that I leave people better than I found them. Yes. So to like hear that I'm actually leaving people better than I find them is like, yeah. okay, okay, God, I'm doing something right. <laughs> You're beautiful. I know it is difficult. I've heard that several times here um, that it's, it's different hearing somebody describe you right when you're sitting in front of them right but you know what I don't want that to be so different we have to do more of that we have to do more I call it flowers today I'm giving you your flowers but more so I'm just it's it's important that we know how we make each other feel yes because 
part of it is being self-aware. Yes. And part of it is being just like, wow, I didn't know that. Or, okay, good, I am leaving. P-. You know, it's, it's, it's a heart check moment. Yes. So that's how I describe you. I love you. I think you are everything that I said. I'm not, I don't make things, these things up, and it's never hard for me if I know someone to, you know, describe these things. So when you, <laughs> I'm happy to have you and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yay. So when we met, um, I met you at my dearest friend, um, bridal shower. It was like a bridal shower. Yes, it was. And that was the first time we physically met in a space. I think we yes. met before, but we hadn't spent a lot of time together. And so I met you and your sister. Hi, Ash. And um, shout out to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that evening, it allowed space for us to like actually talk and, ha- and not a gazillion people right. around. We just, I just, my heart was like immediately connected with it was you magical guys. it really and was. you like rush it in you're like oh my goodness it, you're like i'm late but i'm so sorry and then she's like these are my girls i want you to meet them yep. it was the warmest hug ever Aww. i was like oh no and it's been like that ever since i could just feel something it was like i don't know it was very um i don't know they were like you were like older daughters you know it was a very motherly thing that I felt for you instantly and so we I think we've been in connect we've been connected ever since and um it was just really beautiful I love moments like that because they're organic they're authentic and you can't um you can't force relationships like that right it didn't take us long to get to know one another we fell right into step right into life together and we moved from there. We proceeded from there. And you guys came to my class and you became two of my virtuous girls. Yes. And we did mentoring and things like that. And it's been it's been a beautiful several years now. The best journey. Oh, so I love it. And I I didn't know at the time that you had um, been through you you were a year or two out when was that 2018 had to be before that 17 maybe so we were not even a year we were just a few months i think it was around there yeah out of losing your mommy yeah and so i didn't know that at the time when i met you and i had this love and how that felt to me you know, and then you guys embrace me because, you know, you can be like, oh, my gosh, they're so and they'll be like, who is this person? Right. It was mutual. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we we uh, I found when I found out that you guys had lost your mom not too long um, before we met, I was like, oh, OK, maybe that's something that I felt that connection of loss. I don't know. I don't either. I just I just remember being I guess the word is warm. Mm. I like, you know, associating like feelings with people and it felt very warm and like open mm. and being like, "Oh, she feels safe." And like maybe I'm off, but 
usually I feel like your initial reaction is like, oh, this is how the person is, and she feels safe. Right. And that's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you got to know that I might have been safe a little bit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, I'm happy that you're here with us, and and I'm just very excited to um, enter into this conversation with you. But first... Before we get into this conversation, you know what time it is. I do. <laughs> I'm so excited. She came in and she said, I'm so excited for Love Happy Hour. So guess what? It is now love Happy Hour. Okay, choir. <laughs> Girl, they be out there, right? Yes. <laughs> so this is the part of our episode where I have asked... Um, our guests to bring something that they love yes and you guys this is not about bringing me gifts because i'm i don't know why something in my spirit earlier was like people are gonna think you just want people to bring this is not about gifts for me it's about sharing love and hopefully it inspires you or encourages you in something that they share or you hear something and you're like oh yeah i love that too or you know and share your love with people Give them things and show them things and share things with them that yes, you love. Connect with them. Connect with them through the things that you love. That's what it's about. Yes, connection. Okay, so what did you bring? Okay, what do you so love? I know we're both foodies and yes. we love food. Yes, we are. And I know you love France. I And, <laughs> yes. you know, I love my sister. So we had a sister date. And okay. one of our favorite restaurants is Bottega Louise. So we oh, got all yes. cute and we went. Okay. So I brought you Bote- a box of macarons. Ah, oh, a box From of macarons. <laughs> Bottega Louise you. because I love macarons. And I was like, what do I get? What do I get? And I just, like, Ashley's like, you want to go to Bottega Louise? I'm like, so yes. Bottega Louise is in West Hollywood and it is on Santa Monica Boulevard and they have amazing food with a beautiful beautiful atmosphere and they have this most preciously pretty it's preciously pretty macaron counter yes and they have a lot of other desserts as well but they're just the way it's lined up the way they serve it and then the boxes the boxes yes and they're perfect for kids i want all of them oh you brought me earl great yes girl yes that's my favorite favorite. so i had to get that one Um, birthday cake Grand Cru. That's Ashley's favorite. Pistachio. That's her other favorite. Espresso. That's my other favorite. <laughs> and the macaron of the month. This is awesome. So Thank I was you like, so I wanted much. to bring you something that I love that I knew you would also love. Oh, you know me. Thank you so much. And you know what's funny? I never, like years ago, I didn't like macarons because I was getting the nasty ones because there's, let's all be honest, there's yes. some nasty ones out there. Yes. That and I've never to. been to France, but I was like, this is as close as I'm going to get till I get there. <laughs> <Right> so. <now. laughs> <laughs> on this day <laughs> but i mean when you find a good one please indulge yourself because they're so good but yes bottega louis is a beautiful beautiful restaurant to visit so if you're ever in west hollywood check them out yes thank you and so then much and i also brought a bible verse you d- oh. i did macarons and cheese yes the oh best combination they're both and so sweet right? this is just they're both so sweet <sighs> Come on, minister to us. Um, so I brought Esther 4 and 14. I think mm. it's a very commonly quoted verse. Um, and when I was really like in the thick of like figuring it out and grief and all the things, I had a conversation with my dad 
And I'll never forget at the end, towards the end, him being like, it's tough. And I understand because he, both of his parents were gone and he was like, but you, you just never know. Yeah. And why? But he was like, for such a time as this, God has placed you here for such a time as this. And that stuck with me. Mm. And I think a lot of times we use it as like, you can do anything or like, you know, um, but I think for me, it was this, what is this? This does not always have to be grand. This does not have to be um, you know, we're fighting for our people, you know, right. sometimes it's not this huge no, thing all not. the time. Sometimes, sometimes the this, this is just smiling at the person in the grocery store or, you know, saying hi to the child you're walking by or yes. whatever it is, playing your music loud down in the, the street. Maybe that makes the car next to you feel great. You just never know. Well, there might be a lot of cars next to me feeling great. Okay, me too. what I do. So it says, uh, for if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish since you did not help when you had the chance. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. So... Whoever's listening out there, you never know for such a time as this. Um, you don't know what your purpose is. Um, you could just be helping somebody behind you. And maybe it's just your children to come. That's what I thought of. Maybe yeah. I'm just doing this because my children will need it or my nieces or nephews will need it or somebody else's children. Or you just don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, but for such a time as this, and as long as I have Jesus, I can tackle Whatever this is, whatever it is tomorrow or the next day, mm. that's I, so I good. I can handle it. Like I, I can. I'm prepared for this, and if I'm not, he's there, and he'll walk me through it or carry me through it or whatever it is. That's a huge. Um, you were young when you lost your mom. How old were you? Nineteen. Nineteen. So, that's a huge uh, verse to really digest in that moment for a young girl. A young woman that's a huge verse so um hearing you so beautifully um share what your thoughts were around it and it is that this is there is no limit or there's no you know nothing too big or too small for you what your None. this can be no at all you know why am i leaving this relationship why am i getting this great promotion why right. am i why am i you know um stepping out in this new venture why is my apartment flooding right, right. now like why the, am this, i watching these two twins yeah Yes. I just met y'all. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then this turned into like a huge journey. It turns into a huge journey. And you're like, oh, oh, this is what Th- you And meant. then you go, that's what it was. Okay. You can look back. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I want to talk about that so much, but um, I want to steward this properly. So um, thank you for bringing both of those um, in a package that was like amazing, little macron, little verse, a little uplifting, yeah. and um, you just never know because I'll be completely transparent. I've had a rough couple days, and so this morning was uh, was was a little bit challenging for me. And so you brought this verse, and you know you always I was may have been seriously questioning this morning like a why. Mm-hmm why and 
that why has why am I here? Why is this happening to right. me? Why is this happening for me? Why am I going through this right now right. at this stage? Well, yeah, for such a time as this, there's a this here. Yeah. And there's a this coming. And so thank you for that. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Very, very thoughtful, as you always are. She gives the best gifts, too. So just in case anybody was wondering. All right. So let's... <laughs> So let's move on to our next portion um, of this episode. I want to give you this word, and you're okay. going to tell me the first thing that comes to mind and why. And um, we're going to start there. Okay. Okay. And so your word, Daria, is acceptance. Ooh. Acceptance. <laughs> that's heavy <laughs> is um, it wow i think the f- first thing that comes to mind is myself mm. okay um i am very hard on myself okay <laughs> so well my acceptance of other people is pretty quick yeah you know because I, I want to meet you where you are, wherever that is. Um, my acceptance of myself is not always as quick. Okay. Um, yeah. Myself. So you think of you when you think of acceptance. I see you. So I can see you. They can't. And I see you feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. You're feeling your way through that. Just breathe. <laughs> and that's difficult because why? It's, it's that what you say about how you would relate to that word, I can understand. Um, especially for young women. It's a learning curve and there's time that needs to be invested into understanding who we are. And before we get to that place of true acceptance i think it's a journey it's part of our journey through life and it's not just women i know it's men too but i've never been a man so i can imagine that they go through that as well human go through that um but for women especially um especially when there's a lot of things that we you know there's a lot of things that can impact that yeah and there's a lot of things that can influence our thoughts about ourselves. Yes. Starting from childhood with our parents. Yes. And then we have friends. We have family members. We go and we work in careers. We have positions in the family. We have positions in the family. Ooh. I felt that one. Yeah. Positions in the family. And, um, you know, it's not... Um, I think it's it's daily too. Like I can, you can be accepting of things about yourself, but all together, when you look in the mirror and you totally accept, I think that happens much later in life. I think it comes from a lot of living, and mm. and a lot of um, life situations. Yeah. Where you kind of get forced to see that you got to accept who you are, because you're not going to be anybody else. Yeah. 
And you have to say, you know what? I think it's the part. Okay, I'm going to ask this and not tell. How is it for you? Is it how people accept you? Because you spoke of accepting others. That's easy for you to do. And I've seen you move without judgment. You have zero judgment over most people. I've, I don't think I've ever encountered a space of judgment with you. Which is odd because human beings, we have judgment for yeah. people. It's, that's what, it's, it's easy to do. We come from the great judge. Right. So we do carry some judgment parts in ourselves that we need to kind of put in check because he says we're not the judge, right? But I didn't hear you say about others accepting you. So what is that? Is that from, is your acceptance difficult because of your, ex- you are picking up what others have said and how they've influenced your thought of yourself and what you perceive, how you perceive them, that they accept you? Which makes you teeter-totter between your acceptance for yourself? Yes. <laughs> yes. All of it, yes. <laughs> so, like, what's that like um, for you? <laughs> it's, I feel like it's like a, a combination of all the things, right? I'm the youngest in the family. There's this huge age gap. Mm. Um, I'm a pastor's kid. Oh, so, yeah. like, you know, that comes with that. its own walking set of expectations. Wow. Um, and so I think the combination of it all, and I feel like when I was younger, I spent a lot of time gauging people's, like, reactions and energies. Yes. I mean, like, oh, okay, if you do this, this happens, and if you do this, this happens, and, like, mm. you know, you kind of walk a line of, like, okay, if I do this, it kind of keeps the peace, and then yeah. um, when you're the... You have a sibling who requires a little bit extra love and help and care. (laughs) Then it's like, oh, okay. Like, you feel the extra need to keep the peace. And, like, so I feel like a combination of that has really caused me to forget, I think, parts of me. Mm. Because you, you put them aside so that you could keep the peace. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to cry. (laughs) It's okay. We cry here sometimes. Um, Yeah. So we put those parts of ourselves to the, and that, and that is not just for um, in this, in this context we're talking about, but that's with mothers. That's with all types of stages of life where we can find ourselves pressing down or oppressing parts of ourselves or being like, you know what, I'm not going to show up. I want to make myself smaller in this moment. Yeah. So that you can get what you need because I perceive, I told you, you are in it, you're, you communicate from a place of empathy. Yeah. So I can perceive that you need more right now. So let me make myself small so we can give you what you need. And it's not in a, a mean way. No, not, not at all. But if we make it a habit. Yes. We look up one day and we're and like, you're tiny <laughs> and we're tiny in our mind, in our minds. Yeah. And then it's like, well, everyone expects me to stay here. This is what they know of me. Yes. So how do I now go from tiny to actual Daria? Right. To actual Shahara. And like if I'm who I am, right, as I'm like been through this journey of grief and like remembering oh I used to love to do this and I used to love to bake and like Mm. I loved to sing and I loved all of these things 
and I had these big dreams, will they accept it? Right. Because it's been a time period of you living in this space and they, you know, it's like people are used to it. Yeah. So you think, how do I make that shift? Yeah. And then are you going to be like, whoa, she's a completely different person. What What happened happened to her? her? (laughs) You're like, no. It's like, no, I've been here all along. Yeah. Oh, that's hard to fight for yourself in that way. Yeah. You articulate that well, because that if you think about it, it's it can look like a big shift, like, oh, my gosh, you know, what is she into now? Because she has never been like she's never been. And then you got to explain yourself. Which is very hard to do. Which is hard. To explain to someone, this is who I am. I wonder, why do we have to explain to other people who we are? Why can't we just show up as who we are? I feel like in that situation, you you would have to be like, before that happened, this incident, this event devastating event occurred in my life these are the things i was into yes i didn't get to develop them because when that event happened it halted everything yes. which came to a screeching stop right and that was good and okay that it did but then now that i'm getting older and like i say time doesn't heal all things in grieving time just allows the grief to loosen its grip yes so we're still going to grieve at moments. It'll look different, right? That's why there's thing called stages of grief. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, as you mature and you grow and you see, you know what? And you start to get your footing again in life. I, I, I see that you would be like, all right, let's circle back. Right. But you have to remember, it's really important to remember that when we come back to those places, that you were 19 so those dreams and those things are the 19 year olds but now we're late in our 20s yes mid 20s late 20s so now we've got to develop those dreams and those things that we love to do haven't had a chance to develop and mature with us right because they got put to a stop yes i feel like i'm starting at ground zero so how is that feeling for you how has it been it's scary yeah but it's liberating yeah like i feel like a toddler i'm out here like okay (laughs) (laughs) trying to keep my balance one step at a time yes um but it's it's good and i feel like it's necessary to move into the next stage and to be effective if i really want to affect change yeah the way i think i can yeah. And I have to, like, peel back the layers again. And so do you have any particular um, methods or steps that you take? You know, we've talked about this before. And, like, the first step is always acknowledgement of where you are. Yes. Like, I feel like there's more in me. I feel like I want to do this and I want to do that. And the fear that's associated with is a fear of a 19-year-old, it's a fear of a 50-year-old, it's a fear of a 75-year-old. Anyone starting something new has a little bit of fear and nervousness. So let's give ourselves grace. <laughs> See? Grace is a huge thing. Yes. So 
do you have any steps other than you first acknowledged it and you decided you made a decision there's more and I want to I want to find that more and I want to start walking in that more of me I've really been journaling again I used to I used to write every day Mm. and then I went into a stage and I part of it is grief is like you know you're going through this experience and like it's unlike anything you can describe to like watch the person you love like fade away yes um and then after that it's kind of like a long period of exhaling (laughs) I'm just like (sighs) okay so I wasn't writing Mm. and then because I wasn't it just became a habit to not so then I had all these thoughts and like feelings and ideas in my body and (laughs) they weren't going anywhere (laughs) they needed to let me out let us out out, let us out out. (laughs) so I really started to just let me just journal and like reading and that's why I said I'm like being intentional let me get back into my bible Mm. because these are things at my core Mm -hmm. and this is what I know Mm. yep so let me go back to the basics. Yes. And then move from yes, there. Yes, that's good. Because so, I, I want to have a firm foundation going into the next level of adulthood. And I want to be have my footing somewhat right. I know it's never perfect. Parents aren't perfect. You know, spouses yeah. aren't perfect. But if I want to be a wife and a mom, I want to go into it stable. Mm. And having healed those parts and rediscovered those parts. Yeah. Um, so I can walk proudly in them. Right. And, like, be an example of that. That's really good. To my family, my future family. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I understand that. And it's, it's I don't know, um, the part that you say about the journaling and taking that and you stop. And... Um, I think that happens differently for a lot of people. Some people will journal in their grief and journal in their experiences that are not, that are traumatic. I couldn't either. I would journal all the time. And then when something happened that was really, I can't do it. It's hard for me to do it. Now I think I've gotten a lot better. But when I was younger, in my 20s, it was very, very difficult for me to do it while I was um, experiencing traumatic, hurtful parts of myself in my life. Yeah. It was like I had nothing but, I had angry words. And I didn't have, you know, when I journal, it's like the prose that I write and the things that come out of me are, they're positive, they're uplifting. And I just felt like disrespect to the paper and the pen Yeah, to write down angry things. I did one piece that was really angry, but... I think I'm better at it now, but it's it's really good for everyone when you're in that space to try and get those feelings yes. out because we keep it inside. Yeah. I feel like I just had writer's block because it, it's not, I would like open it and yep. I, w- I would want to write. Like <laughs> yep. I have the pen, I have the paper, like it's my favorite journal and I'm yes. just like. I'd write the date. I got nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like. But how am I feeling all of these things? But nothing is coming out on the paper. I don't understand. Yes. And just, it's almost, for me, like, feeling trapped. Yes. 
well, it's something that you do all the time, you definitely will feel trapped that you can't get it out. And I'm like, I'm just like stuck. It's in there, but it can't get to your pen. Yeah. And I, I to your wrist. have gotten better at articulating out loud, but I've not always been that way. Yes. So then to not even be able to revert to paper is just like, okay. So you're just walking around and holding you're just, it all in. Yeah. I'm glad you've come back. You've picked up the pen again. I have. And so how, what is that looking like for you? Because I think there's a lot of people that go through... Um, different stages of heartbreak and heartache and traumas and things like that. And they try to, and especially for, like I said, young women, um, dealing with things unexpectedly, your mom died of breast cancer, breast cancer. Um, and having to walk through that and all the things of walking through what that day to day, minute to minute, moment to moment looks like praying and hoping that she'll get better and then coming on the other side of that part of you is on that other side still yes so that part of you that's on the other side still you're trying to bring her along and say okay let me help you come through this and there's that time of your life where you have to speak to her and say I'm going to help you come come through this because we're still here and we have things that we love to do yeah and that person that we lost it is your mom for other people it's who you know yeah their loved one that person wouldn't want us to stop here but that's not to shame ourselves or anything like that it's just it's a it's a motivation to help us a little bit when we get to that stage of grief that we can do it you're not gonna start there. Yeah. You're going through grief right now. Don't no. be upset if you're not in that no, space. No, 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 no. It's you're okay. Gonna, you're gonna get there. Yes. You're gonna progress. Yeah. With your grief, with your heartache and your heartbreak and your trauma, and you're gonna get there. And then you will be able to um, to move forward. Um, how do you think? So you talked about put making yourself small before this is i'm gathering that was prior to just as you grow yes and then how does that show up in your life after when everybody's grieving it's not just one sibling that might eat a little more in this moment and another in another moment right everybody's going through it at the same time and you're the baby so what how does that look for you how did that look for you it looks like ooh. looks like a lot of crying Mm. but alone protection yeah protective crying yeah so i have a lot of there's lots of shower cries and car cries and it's 2 a.m and i'm sleeping supposedly but really i'm like (laughs) you know um it's yeah it's a lot of crying alone. Because um, I feel like my grief is... Everybody's grief is unique. Mm-hmm. But in my family, I was the only person who wasn't a full adult. Uh-huh. So it's... We lost the same person. Yes. But our life experiences 
within our time with that person are vastly different. Yes. So I find myself not always able to express that. Yeah. Um, so that's hard because it's like I try to be very conscious of how I'm saying things so I don't want to be like mine is harder than yours because that's inaccurate right, right. It's, it's all hard different it's just different it's just different it's all hard yeah and so yeah. my default because I spent so much time by myself as a child is mm. to be by myself yeah because I find safety there by myself Yep. And I know it's not the best, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. We're working through it. Yes. We're trying to be better about it. Um, but it's like, okay, if I have nothing else, yeah, I have myself. Because mm. um, for most of my life, I've had myself and I've had paper. I'm talking about I was six in my diary, like, dear diary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> whatever upset me in first grade yes. like <laughs> in the little diary with the cute little lock and key yes i had the lock yes. and key with rainbows so. and unicorns on the front yes yes so then i in that trying to be safe yeah and trying to um protect myself i am also making myself small because Yes. I'm not using my voice and I'm not expressing myself and I'm not allowing my family to see me mm-hmm. and I know they love me mm-hmm. beyond compare yes. because I also love them yep. with the same love Yep. Um, I just am learning what it means to let them see me yeah um, I've spent a lifetime of experiencing life alone. Mm-hmm. Not because I had to, mm-hmm. but because I didn't know how to speak up. Because mm-hmm. when you're five, yeah. how old is my brother? He's nine years older than me. So when you're nine and the next person is 18, yep. everybody's an adult. Yes. Everyone is an adult. I don't have cousins close to my age, like, that live nearby. Um, so the conversation that you have yeah. with an adult yeah. is like... And they treat you like a kid. Right, right. You're always treated like You're a always kid. the child. You're always reminded. Yes. So, I you know this, I'm just saying yes, yes, because you know I am also the youngest. Yes. And there's 11 years between me and the next child. So, yeah, I know I can completely relate to yeah. what you're saying. And um, it's funny because that you just described, you just described it. And when they see you, um, they'll, you always, you're always reminded that you're the youngest. And, and not, they don't say you're the youngest. No, it comes with the <laughs> best not, of intentions. No, no, no. Yeah, it's nothing mean. It's nothing hurtful. I mean, they don't think they're being hurtful. Right. But you're reminded of your position constantly. And that your position, for me, has felt like, you know, you are here and I'm over here. And then there's other relationships that get to form. And because they're closer in age, they have different relationships in my family. 
And then I was a hundred percent always by myself. Yeah. I handle things by myself, but what I want to offer you and you will, you know, it takes a, it took some therapy for me to understand this and you're already on the track to letting Daria, the adult come out and live as she's going to be. You're on track. So good job. Thank you. You're making those steps. But what I offer you is that in this space of feeling like you have to, it's the continual self-protection. I got to protect myself. I have to look after myself. They don't understand. Um, I don't, when I come to bring my feelings to you, you misinterpret or you misread it and then you, I get labeled and I just wish you would just look at me instead of what you know of other people and, and, and deal with yes. me, what I'm going through. Yes. Will you just look at me? Yes. I know you may have seen someone else do it that way who was my age. Right. But it's, can you look at me? Um, so you go into that self-protection and you just find safety there because you always know how to soothe yourself. Yes. But for me, soothing myself didn't happen the right way all the time. Yes, me either. So I would take things into myself to soothe. I didn't know that I was doing that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the language. Right. So I'm taking things into myself to soothe. But at the same time, I'm not really getting healed. I'm just numbing and pushing away my healing. Yes. But I did create a fortress of my safety and that can look like and and this is what i mean like um you know that self-protection of i'm going to keep it inside i'm not going to share with you because you're not safe because you know for me when i was younger going through things i lost my dad young too i was in my early 20s and going through that it was like if i bring you my whatever even prior to that whatever i brought to anyone except my dad he was the only one that knew anything to do with it, uh, with me at every stage of my growth. He knew how to handle me. Yeah. And he was so gentle and sweet and loving. And he was so, so safe. So losing him, I lost my only other safe person in this world. Yeah. I thought. Not that I, my mom wasn't safe. He and I just had, I'm a daddy's girl. He did, right. We just had this right. different kind of a thing. Yeah. I love my mom. We had great times together. But he and I, we just had a different kind of a thing. So as I protected myself, I lost him. And I started just, it, it, it looks like, okay, I'm not going to share those feelings with everybody or anyone. It looks like seeking people. So my relationships with people, friendships, I really put a lot of love. I put a lot of effort into them because I was hoping that if I love them a certain way, then they'll be, they'll show up, uh, they'll see I'm a safe because I'm a vault. I tell you guys that all the time. Whatever you tell me, I'm a vault. Yeah. It's locked up. I'm not going to, I'm not a blabbermouth. I'm not going to, you're not going to hear it from Peter and, and right. Jessica and Stacy right. and Laquita. You're it's not going to hear going none anywhere. of that. It's not going nowhere. So why am I that way? Because my secrets with me are safe. And you may have needed to talk to me. So that shows up that that protectionism of ourselves shows up like that it shows up for us seeking people that we can find safe and we're giving them everything and then they show up and they're not safe right and then our hearts broken again 
It also shows up as us being supremely, severely independent women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's good. Sweet. All my ladies, do you feel me? Throw your hands <laughs> I love it. I love an independent woman. However, there is a time and a place Correct. for our independence. And there's a time and a place for us in a relationship with our man to let him be a man and not overtake him with our independence because yeah. we can. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't always mean you, mean you should. should. Right. So that independent woman also spawns out of that self-protectionism yeah. because we have to show up for ourselves. It hurts when people don't show up for us and then they label us as right. I've been labeled all kinds of things. Yeah. And the labels usually start in the family. And they don't mean it. Right. They think it's funny. Right. But it's not funny to me. You know? And so there's shame and there's all these other things that get attached to it. They show up as shame. They can show up. People, I've seen people who are feeling like we're describing here. They're very aggressive and they're, they purposely push people away. Yeah. You know? So I offer you this, that um, in time, as you continue to take your steps and move one step in front of the other and choose to not imprison yourself with your safety net but to open yourself up as a safety net that you will be God is going to bring you people in your life one by one and I know you have this with your sisters but one by one that are going to show up safe for you outside of your family and you're going to see that you can be safe and you can, it, it is reciprocal. And I feel like when people start doing better, because we say a lot of things like, you call me anytime. Yes. When I lost my dad, call me anytime. I'm here for you. Yes. Anything you need. And, and everybody. I'm like, and they're saying that everywhere. to you. I, it's 3.55 in the morning and I'm in complete breakdown. Who do I call? Who can I call? Because the woman that said that, she's got a husband. And the other friend that said that, he's got a dog. And the other one has a job. And the other one has a kid. And the other one has... And I'm considerate. And there we go making ourselves small again. Yes. And I may have reached out one time or two. And didn't get a response. And I didn't get a response. And I really needed it right then and there. Right. So what I've learned to tell people, and you know this, you can call me anytime. Don't and I and I put this this way because I want you to know I don't want you to have the pressure of feeling like you're disturbing me or like oh my gosh she didn't answer she doesn't like me right because our mind plays these stupid tricks on us yeah the mind is trickery sometimes like, they didn't answer yeah they must not they knew it was me they right. knew I was calling with problems they have something more important to do or- I always say you know you can call me anytime if I'm not available you will not disturb me I take. I take precautions on my end with my phone right. to be responsible that I won't be like, oh, I can't talk to you right now. What do you need? Because mm-hmm. that is the worst. Answer the phone just to say I answered it. And then what do you need to rush me off? Right. Then you're like, and oh I'm in gosh. crisis. Okay, I bothered you. It's, exactly. it's okay. I don't need anything. I hope you're okay. Exactly. So I always say, and as soon as I can get back to you, I will. But don't think you've disturbed me. Don't think that I'm not here for you or I can't. I don't want to talk to you. I just may be doing something at that moment, but you you know that I will get back to you as soon as possible. Right. And people, you know, we didn't have texting um, 
yeah, we didn't have texting when my father passed. So now you can shoot a text. I'm just mm-hmm. sending you a hug, sending you love. I do that all, often because that's it makes a difference. what it's for, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. And it makes a big difference. Yes, in the books I write. But, um, yeah, so, you know, just know that you will come to that place. You just continue to move forward and you continue to your acknowledgement of where you are and that you know there's more inside of you. The little girl inside of you is, I know it can feel like she's screaming to get out sometimes. Like kicking, okay? Like full toddler tantrum. Yeah. Where you're like, ah. Yeah, she just wants out. She wants to be seen. She wants to be heard. She wants to be held in silence. And it's all normal. I want you to know that too. It's very normal. We're not extra because we're feeling like this. Yeah. And the people around us that don't aren't able to recognize it because it's not their experience, they mean no harm. They just can't give what they don't have yeah they can't be who they never needed oh wow wow you know that's a big thing for me i'm very intentional in that space because i knew what it was like as a child to need and not see it anywhere yeah and when you're young you can't just get in your car and drive right Get on your little bike and, and ride over go to so-and-so's to, right. house and go get what I need. Go to the beach or you, whatever. You, you're go, just you like, can't just go to the beach. But when you're older, you can, you can understand that you, you, you're going to find your, you're going to find your tribe. You're going to find your community. And these are going to be, and it's going to be, usually it's very, very small. And I, I know wholeheartedly, like, that serial independent woman that comes out of this kind of um, childhood and going through these kind of things in our life, she's got to kind of be checked. Yeah. She has to be put in check because as long as she's on the throne of your heart, as long as she's reigning in your life, you won't ask for help. You won't give anybody opportunity, as you said earlier so eloquently. You're giving your family opportunity. They're getting to know you as an adult. Yeah. And I don't know why it's so hard for us babies of the family. I don't either. Why why do you have to get to know us as an adult? Can you just watch us grow and say, oh, she's an adult now. She's growing. But they look at it and they say, but that's my baby. You know, they mean the best. Yeah. But you, as long as that independent woman is there, you won't ask for help and see that someone's actually going to show up for you. Yeah. You won't ask for guidance and see that you're actually going to get some and it's going to be good. Um, You won't allow yourself to make relationships and allow those relationships. Relationships have ups and downs, but when you're with the right people and you have a mutual love and respect, the ups and downs, we recover from them. Yeah. And we love through them and we push through them and we get through and, and it doesn't completely sever our relationship. Right. Ups and downs don't have to sever the relationship if it's healthy. Unhealthy relationships, okay, good. Let them go. Yeah. They but need, I know. We need the ups and downs. I don't know what I was reading, but it was like you need the ups and downs because if you flatline, mm. that's it. You're dead. Like, and I was like, oh, 
I've seen that okay. quote before. Yeah, that lets you know like you're I living. Need the ups and downs. Yeah, that's what life is. Your heartbeat goes up and down. Loved up. <laughs> Loved up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Loved up. Yeah, but you know what I mean. That's so yeah. true. If you had just a perfect life, what would we need Jesus for? Nothing. If we had a perfect life, what would we need faith for? What would we need to believe? What would we need hope for? What would we look forward to? If everything was perfect all the time, what would we look forward to? We wouldn't set goals for ourselves. We wouldn't say, I'm taking a new step to step out and and discover my voice and speak up. And where would we find joy? Because everything's perfect. everything is perfect. Everything's just great and groovy. Paris Dior, I need you to sit down. Thank you. We're on the mic right now. Welcome, Paris Dior, to the room. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? What yeah. what what will we what will we have if we if everything was perfect? It would yeah. be so boring. Not that we choose these things. I can do without these things. You know, a little flat tire and something like that. Let's keep it up. Yeah. Let, uh, that's my speed. Yes. A little flat tire, you know. A little small inconvenience. Yes. A little small. gum on my shoe. <laughs> <Don't come> on. <laughs> little bee sting you know i'm not allergic to bees those of you that are allergic to bees you don't want bee stings but you know what i'm saying let's keep it in the little in the places i can handle these big devastations like i can't take too many more blows jesus are we playing battleship (laughs) you didn't tell me (laughs) and i'm in a canoe i mean what is going i'm in a canoe what's going on my oar is broken (laughs) seriously i love it though I, i i think it's healthy and it's good and i know you're kind of you're processing through this as we're talking. I can see you. I can see you processing through it and holding back the emotion because you're processing through it right now. Yes. And it's a constant process, but you're going to get to a place. I know because I've been where you are. I've, I've seen myself and had to decide what I was going to do. And it's up to you to decide that. And they'll start to see you all the all the world the world will start to see you as who you are becoming and who you are right now they will start to see you when you allow yourself to look in the mirror and say what and describe what you see you got to speak out what you see and do remember that all of us we have stuff inside of us that other people need the things that you do, you do so well. I love your creativity, all of that stuff. Everything that you have inside of you. Someone gets joy. They benefit from that. So don't keep it yeah. to yourself. What are we yeah. keeping it to ourselves for? for God made us to go share our gifts. Yeah. I told you I was reading what the last one of the last times we met, and I was reading about all the people who got the gifts and talents. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't want to be the person. I I don't want to reach the end of my mm-hmm. life and be like, wow, I should have done this or I could have done this or wow. you know, I could have I could have painted the picture or yep. made the meal or you know, I could have wrote the book yep. or whatever it is. I I could have done that and mm. I didn't. Um because I I know how I feel when I read that poem or I hear that song yes. or, you know, I see that painting. Or you eat um, at that restaurant and have that delicious yes, meal. Yes. With the people that I love yeah. and the way that that makes me feel, I know how I feel. Right. And I don't want to rob somebody yeah, of that feeling because I also know 
of when times were hard and I had those experiences of like how much it lifts you up or like carries you into the next week or you can look back on it and be like that was so amazing you know and it gives you hope for like what is to come Mm -hmm. and I I don't want to take that with me to the grave and not have had my impact and you won't because you're already in your you're, you're already aware it's funny you bring up the, the, the scripture about the, the gifts and the talents. And I've said this before, but when I was younger, and I didn't have a lot of discipleship when I started um, my journey. I was like nine when I gave my life to the Lord. But, um, and uh, that scripture, because I was growing the way I was that we just described, and I was in that place of protective, protecting myself you know, and keeping myself, keeping my emotions over here where nobody can laugh at them, make fun of them, or not understand them, all of that. When I read that scripture when I was a teenager, because my mind was in where it was, I misunderstood. I thought the guy that protected it and and put it away because I didn't Did have right any thing. I didn't have any discipleship, so I didn't have anyone explaining context to me. Yeah. And so I thought that's if when someone asked me like what would you do and I was like I'd 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 put it away and keep it safe that's somebody's treasure you know they gave me this treasure I'm going to protect it so right. when it comes back it's pristine and I'm going to hand it back to you and it's like no that's not what it meant and I was like I didn't understand that for the longest time I didn't understand because I thought if I protect when you give me something I want to protect what you gave me yeah because I'd want you to protect what you, what I give you, what I give you, and so it was. It was a long while before I understood. No, God gives us things. The gifts that He gives us inside of us, He gives it for us to share, to multiply. Yeah. He's a God of multiplication, mm-hmm. not stagnation. Because that's stagnant if you just put it in the ground and you didn't do nothing with it. He's a God of multiplication. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, he be talking up in here, girl. Got the little tea going. Okay, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but I didn't see it that way because yeah. that's I was the young. You know, all yeah. of this stuff. No, I'm going to protect. If my my dad gave me stuff all the time, and it was like I still have it. I still have it. Yes, like, me too. I'm protecting it. I'm not going to go take it. And what if I lose it? <laughs> Trying to multiply. <laughs> but that was me not trusting myself. Yeah. We have to trust ourselves, too, with our gifts. God gave it to you. He gave it to you. And there might be 10 million, okay, people doing the same similar thing, but they're they're not not putting your hands to it. They're putting their hands to it, and it makes it great in their hands with their gift. Your Your gift is only good in your hands when you put your hands to it. So that, that demon of comparison... That demon of, oh, it's just going to be another. Silence that voice. Because it's your gift. And in Daria's hands, her gift is magical. It's magnificent. It has power to do whatever it has been intended to do. And she can multiply that gift. But if she just holds on to it and stuffs it inside of her, it's not getting out. And it'll rot there. We don't want no rotten fruit stored up in our body. We don't. Ooh. And you know this from 
from years of virtuous woman, whenever I say something, I'm speaking from experience of what I've gone through or what I'm currently going through. I don't just give advice yeah. to people or just say something. I had to learn it too. There's a million chefs out there. Guess what? There's chefs ba- greater than me and there's chefs worse than me. I can't be worried about that. I'm not just a chef. I'm here to deliver love on a plate to someone from my heart. Yes. My hands, my heart that goes into that meal, when they eat it, they, fi- you, they yes, feel they it. Yes, they do. We do. We feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'm not here. Oh, they, they graduated from Cordon Bleu. They graduated from, they studied under, um, you know. Hey, great. But this is in my hands. This is my gift. There's greater singers than me. Yes. There's greater um, mentors or whatever, life coaches that have, been, have degrees and all mm-hmm. the... There's Oprah. I mean, come on. Yana Van Zandt. Yeah. But I have a little something, too. I don't have to be on that. I just have to be... I'm not going to put myself on anyone's measurement yes. or anyone's meter. Yeah. We all, as long as we have breath and we woke up this morning... We have gifts inside of us that we need to put out in this world. Our deposit, our contribution. Doesn't it seem simple? It, 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 it is simple. But it starts with the acceptance, right? But it starts with acceptance. And we have to accept ourselves, not as other people see us. Because we know. You're looking and you're seeing and you're perceiving. Yeah. You have a perception yeah. of me. I know me. And I hope that I'm living in a way that you can know me too. have an authentic, organic experience of who I am. I hope I'm living in that way. Yeah. But if I don't deem that you're safe, you probably are, are not, not going to get yeah. that you're from not, You're just going to get what best. I allow to give you mm-hmm. because I have to protect my mental health and my wellness and my yes. spiritual self and my physical self and yes. my emotional health. I have to protect all of that. And that's okay to do. But... We have to teach teach people how to treat us, and we have to show up as ourselves. Yeah. Who else are we going to be? There is no other Daria in this world. Yeah. I posted a few weeks ago um, this thing that said, you know, out of 8 billion people in the world, (laughs) not one of us have the same fingerprints. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Which is so wild. So that means... If none of us have the same fingerprints, none of us have the same gifting. Mm. We don't have the same anything. Yes, we all have blood in our body. We all have skin covering our bones, marrows, sinews. But we don't have the same anything. Yeah. So that means we all are part of this mosaic and we have something that we need to put in. That's beautiful. We got to p- get our peace. Yeah. We got a hole over here because Daria didn't bring her peace. Oh, she's figuring out. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Right. I see her. She's It'll starting to work on it. Yeah. She's on the edges. She's doing. Oh, look at Sarah over there. She's filling in her middle. Oh, look at this one yeah. over here. Oh, he brought his whole piece. Look at that. He's putting his whole piece in there. Yeah. Oh, but look, there's more to his piece. He's putting some embellishments on it now. Yeah. I this is kind of how I see life. I often think about um, one of the lessons we had in p31 when we did the pottery oh yes and our sister god rest her soul when she explained all the different like types and you can be porcelain and yeah you know you're china yes but like 
they're all vessels and they all look different yes and they all are created through different processes and sometimes the fire is a little hotter yeah for somebody you know um but they all have a purpose purpose. and the outcome is it's like it's beautiful it's unlike anything yeah and that's why there's so many different kinds you know yes and i'm like i'm looking at the glassware like they're all glasses yeah but they all have different purposes they look different they're all gorgeous yeah but you know they they all serve their own purpose and i've always known that i've served a purpose and my own purpose um i just think like you said with time you kind of put yourself in a box i feel like mm. i've folded myself into a box mm. wow well let's unfold right just when you said that i saw the uh, um you know the topper that you get for your mattress uh-huh. when it comes and it's, it's like, in a <laughs> box and then you open it yes and it's like and it yeah. takes two days to like come to its fullness mm-hmm. we need to unfold you yeah but i think you've already started I have, I really have, and I think, like you said, when you lose your person, yeah, it's like, okay, and I gotta like get my my confidence, right? Yes. Because, you know, she's no longer here to say like you're doing great or this tastes great or like that looks great or like you can do it. It's okay. Try again. It'll be fine. There's bump, you know, like I'm not getting that external like support and validation mm-hmm. and so I'm really working on building it up with it yeah because I I know that my footprint on the world has a potential to be big and I've always known that mm, but that's can be frightening mm-hmm. and so the person who reminded me of that and I, I don't know if she knew she was doing that i'm not a mom so i don't know but i don't know if that's what she you know i don't know if she saw that and was like she can be big or if she was just being a mom like you can do it you know yes um but without that i'm like second guessing yeah is this okay i mean i think so yeah like the intentions were good the work is there but like uh, it's not perfect yeah so I don't want to put it out. It's not perfect. Like, what if? And the what ifs? And then, then this? And, you know. That's natural. And that's normal. And you'll always do that. With this situation in your life, with this break in your life or not, you're always going to second guess your work. Until you get to the point where you say, where you know that you know. And you accept that my work is good. It came from my whole heart. I put everything into this. And now I got to let this go. Perfections, imperfections and all gotta let it go yeah so i can get on to the next right because i can spend so much time trying to perfect yeah i had to let that go real quick because in my world with in that space you know as a chef serving people i can't like look at the the food is cold now and put it on the plate 25 times put the food on the plate and serve it to the people please (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it does it taste good you know what i'm saying yes i do (laughs) so it's like you but fuss you, and you fuss yeah. and you fuss and, and you you're to get missing your window of opportunity. You're missing it, doing too much too fussing much. over yeah. it. And that, again, has to do with your acceptance. You have to know that you know what you know and that when it's time to go, let's go. And that's it. Period. So how do you think God helps you 
in your acceptance of, of yourself? You know what? I am. I think it's a twofold because in protecting myself, uh huh, I haven't let him in all the way either. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I am learning. Oops. Uh huh. That I will find true acceptance with myself. Mm-hmm. Once I find ex- like my acceptance in him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I feel like that is where, as I am learning to be open and honest with him, I am mm-hmm. also learning to accept myself. Yeah, that's good. Well. I love the amplified version when it's talking about the Holy Spirit and, you know, he's talking about the Holy Spirit that walks with us. And um, one of the words that is described as the Holy Spirit is our advocate. And I think it gets glossed over sometimes. We hear comforter. Yeah. He's our guide. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will remind remind us. But in that translation which is why I love many translations of the Bible, because you get to listen to... The whole picture. I can get a whole better picture, you know, coming from a little girl, and I was the... I had a King James Version. You're eight. It was like, and now I'm I I don't know who who did what, and I I was like, I'm going to read my Bible, because I was a reader. I'm an avid book reader. reader. I'm going to read this from the beginning to the end. It opened up with the this to the who did that doth and doth. yes I said like, who, what? What, who are what these are people or are these places what right. is this what are we talking about here from whence they came yeah huh? <laughs> begot the begots that's yes. what it was I remember <laughs> and in class we went through when, when it was so sweet when you said it earlier too going back to the basics. Were you in you were in uh, that season when we went back to the basics yes. and we started reading the old testament just those history books yes we started with the with genesis and i remember one of the girls saying when we got to the begottens they were like look i just just to be in all transparency i can't do the begotten <laughs> <laughs> and you know what in community we just laugh about yes. it because who can no there's another translation that said the son of yes son of yes. i was like read the message for that part You're like okay that makes sense okay because the begot what are we beginning did we be go are we be gone <laughs> right are we be going <laughs> i can't but i just oh gosh i went on a tangent sorry guys but um holy spirit is our advocate and so i've i've stuck to that because when i was in that space i didn't always feel like i had someone advocating for me yeah i had a lot of pe- a lot of persecution she did this and she did that and punishment without even asking me whether I did it or not. Right. But I didn't feel like I always had an advocate. My father was my advocate. But after that, I learned some several years after he passed that the Holy Spirit is also our advocate. I have hung and cling to that. And that helps me. Because when I, number one, he advocates for me with other people, I'll send him as God 
be my advocate. Yes. But then he advocates for me with myself. So when mm. the duality of my spirit and my natural woman, my fleshly woman, when they get into a battle, the Holy Spirit advocates for me. inside of me and reminds me I need you as an advocate right now God remind me who I am remind me my value remind me my worth because my flesh is saying you can't do that another podcast who needs another podcast another chef who needs another chef girl that girl sings that song way better than you yeah Holy Spirit I need you to advocate for me inside of me and just love on me. He loves on me. Yeah. And says, daughter, just keep going. Yeah. I love you. Mm. I created you for such a time as this. this. Yeah. With your giftings and your call, please just walk in it. Don't worry about who it touches or what it does. Learn about it. Study it. Get into it develop it mature it and just walk in it with joy and love it's your passion too you're passionate about it yeah so just do it yeah and let me worry about who the rest. hears it yeah. all of the rest who does it who tastes it who sees it who all of the rest just do it create it thank you for coming today thank you for having me thank you for sharing and allowing us to process through this. I know you were Together. so excited. My brain is yes. like you're you're she's she's over here spinning, but in a good way. In a, a very good way. And um I know it's it's this is what we do. To be vulnerable in this space is um it's special and it's rich because Everything is not, oh, yeah, you know, I wrote this book, and um, so I'm doing good because I got 500 million bestsellers, and, you know, everything is not, this is real life that we do. And it's hard. Yeah, and we do real life here on this podcast, and we're not trying to give advice, and sometimes we got to process through it together. Yes. So thank you for allowing me here with you, and I hope that you feel a little bit more lighter I do as you've spoken through it I do because it's not a lot of these things I'm saying out loud for the first time you know it's like you think them or you write them but like (laughs) to say it out loud it's like oh that felt good and you released it good you released it yeah we got to stop holding stuff in guys because even the stuff Release. Shout out to my virtuous women. Y'all know what that means. Yes, virtuous <laughs> women. Come on. We need to have a reunion on here. We do. So they can see how silly and cool and chill and funny and sometimes cussing and how free how free we how are. How free we were. A bunch yeah. of women that just love God and want to get to know him more. And yeah, that's what we that's what we did there. Virtuous women. We grew and we cried and we learned and we loved yeah. and we laughed. We loved and we laughed and we ate and we ate yes all of my favorites love laughter and food <laughs> come on I'm, I'm there okay and some and growing yes healed we growing. healed we healed we did we're gonna heal and we saw each other yes and 
it was we learned how beautiful it is to see and be seen it was um we're talking about a group that i had years several years ago not very many and we had a time of what the lord showed me he was going to build a community and in that community it was going to be about having healthy relationships women having healthy relationships with one another able to be vulnerable transparent organic authentic yeah come as themselves to see each other and he built it i just showed up with my yes with my little piece of the mosaic that i didn't even know i had he was like oh no it's right there in your pocket and i put my hand in my pocket and there there were seeds i had Mm -hmm. a bag of seeds and i had no idea and i was terrified and when i started and he brought sometimes 23 24 26 sometimes two yeah sometimes eight he brought every week and we did we did all of those things together and that will forever be a very very special time in my life because i grew and i was able to see that my stories and the things that i had been through that hurt me that you know, deemed me worthy. They all had purpose and they all meant something to someone else. And that's how we got here. Well, I want to, I want to say thank you. Um, I know things like that come with a lot of doubt (laughs) and pushback. And, you know, as, as I'm (sighs) growing up, I'm learning that that pushback is not myself. Right. It's not of myself it and it's external. not of God. No, um, yeah. um, but I, I want to say thank you because, but it was 2017 and then 2018 we started coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say that was 2018 that we started coming okay. to the group and okay. it was life changing in like all the ways you know, and then I met the Ashburns, and yeah. if I wasn't coming to the group, I would not have oh. come to church on a Sunday, and I would yep. not have met Randy as soon as I walked in. Like, yes. how are you the first person I'm talking to? Hi, sir. How are you? You know, how he would, hey, how are you? Yes. Hi. I can Our Jesus, I came to sit in the back. <laughs> dear beloved brother. And. Who has passed on. I miss him. Deeply. He used to call me D-Bird. I miss you. Um, But. All of these things would not have, you know, it had a rippling effect. Always does. And so, thank you. And I've got lots of learning and I think of our lessons often. I've revisited that journal that I would bring. Um, Mm -hmm. I have the letter on the wall that you gave us in like the Valentine's Day box one day. Ah. It's in front of my desk. So when I sit at my desk, it's literally right here when I sit down. So I can't miss it. And then I have like a picture of my mom on both sides. Um, So it's it's been really beautiful. It's been really wonderful. Um, And I know when you are affecting change in such a manner, there's a lot of warfare that goes on. But but I do want to yeah. say like you're you're moving in the right direction. You're doing the right thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, the it's warfare. Its intended outcome. You have to just laugh at the warfare sometimes after you get pick get yourself up yeah. off the ground. Yes, because 
yeah, that was this morning. But um, yeah, thank you, and you're welcome. And I thank him because I just said yes. And you said a ripple effect. I have this quote that I, that I came to me the other day. It says, you know, one act of obedience to God has a deeply profound ripple effect. And you just described it perfectly. So thank you. Thank you for giving me my flowers. I love flowers. I love you. I appreciate you. I love you, you. too. And I hope that today we have um, imparted something that y'all can work with on your own personal journeys and that you can take with you and share and um, share it with someone that you love. We're out here every, every week with different stories and different life experiences and uh, processing through things at the time or sharing processes we've been through. And so we're just here to, to encourage, inspire, and uh, empower you in your seek yes because god is real he is real and he loves us and um no matter what you're going through he's right there with you does not matter so i hope you receive something today don't forget to follow us at love-manifested.com we have stuff for you there that you can uh, check out our shopping clothing line is there too that helps out different charities so please shop and um you know those those proceeds are are love gifts to these other charities that we support and you can see the ones that we support on there um with our survivors of the world line of clothing and you can connect with our social media accounts and i'm going to post a beautiful picture of these delicious macarons from bodega louis And so to all you precious hearts out there, remember, as long as you have breath, you are still, you have a piece of the puzzle to deposit. You have a piece of this gorgeous mosaic that your piece needs to be filled in. You have purpose no matter what they said or what they did or what you saw that you just can't unsee. You have something to offer this world. And you have something to pick up, too. So let's get into our checks and balances of deposits and withdrawals. Yes. Love you guys. And uh, make sure you manifest your love, his love, your love, wherever you go. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.